What's up, everybody? We have 10-ish minutes here with Mr. Pete Schreier, who's one of the instructors over at Vortex Edge. And he is joining us to talk today about a very Vortex Edge-ish thing, which, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it is the firearms instruction kind of entity that we have here at Vortex. But, uh, Pete, you're going to talk to us about how to properly grip a pistol, something that maybe, if you're newer to pistol shooting you're not exactly sure of uh, or even i would say we might have seen maybe just one or two quote experienced pistol shooters come in and just not quite have it fully down yet right pete all right so gripping the handgun it's it's most instructors show people how to do it right and then they just kind of forget about it and it's it's actually way more nuanced and way more important one of the things i noticed right off the bat most people just don't grip hard enough they just kind of hang out here on the gun. They just kind of put their hand here, and, and they're not really controlling the pistol. So two parts to this, strong hand. Uh, we want to get as high up on the back strap as we can. Uh, we want to get as much leverage on this pistol. If you have a gap there, okay, the gun's moving parts are going to operate, and we're not going to have as much recoil control. Okay, right. And we got to do our due diligence for those who are only listening at this point. So Pete has a blue gun here. So you know, as if anybody is watching and you see waving around of this blue, strange-looking gun, you're not familiar with these, completely inert, just a big piece of plastic. Yeah, it looks like a Glock, and you have the back strap, which goes up on the, what are they, do they call those the, the beaver tail on a Glock still? Yes. Or, all right. I, I was yep. going to ask that same thing, Chad. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not much, you know? It's like more of a... So it's kind of like a... Like a Thing, you know? Yeah, it doesn't but, really look like a beaver's tail, but yeah, yeah. you want to get your hand as close to the bottom of the slide without obviously being in the path of the reciprocating slide as you can. Yes, Gen three Glocks. I used to cut myself all the time. Without that beaver tail, I would I would get little train tracks in my hand. I'd usually have blood running down my arm. So the latest generations, Gen four, Gen five, with the big beaver tails, are actually kind of nice for somebody who has bigger hands. That okay, gotcha. Nice. But I'm noticing here, like you know, you got that little baby beaver tail on the back of this thing. And you're not even really even staying below it. I mean, you're even, you know, bumped up into the edge of the beaver tail there. I yeah. mean, you got that thing gripped as high as you could without, yep. I guess, I want hidden. my hand as high as I can, as close to the moving parts of the gun. For okay? sure. Right? Even just something as subtle as that, you're losing losing leverage on the pistol. And is that going to cause, like you said, leverage? So is, that, is the pistol more likely to rock yep. back under recoil then? Yep. You're like not, almost you're like not... a, more of like a hinge point? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You also kind of notice, I mean, I have pretty big hands. I still have some left down here. Like, I really like to choke up those fingers. Oh, yeah, some of the grip's okay. still sticking out behind on the, the bottom side of your hand. Sure. Yeah. sure. I usually like to leave my thumb here high, okay, because then I can come in. Now, people have been using the term support hand. I One of my buddies just recently called it your grip hand, and I like calling it my grip hand because most of the grip action's being done with this hand. I just kind of fill the gap there. I roll my wrist forward. Okay, and then I just kind of consume the handgun right. just like this. And this is where the majority of the grip strength is happening. And the grip hand is the one people get wrong a lot of times. Because you see, like, if you watch TV, you see people teacupping it, you know, like they have their strong hand on the gun. That's the hand that's pulling the trigger and doing all that. But then they'll put this other hand sort of underneath the magazine. And then some people who maybe are a little bit beyond that level of knowledge, though, then they start just kind of holding it funny. Like, they don't exactly know what to do with I don't know what to do with it. Because right? it's, it's the pistol's not... The pistols aren't huge, right? and you're trying to get two hands all around it, and there's kind of really like, you know, Pete, you've mentioned it in classes before, uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, you have the benefit of seeing this, but but if you're not, when you hold it in your strong hand, you kind of wind up with this nice little gap. It's like parts of the grip of the pistol that you can still see that aren't covered up by your uh, by your strong hand, and it literally just makes exactly where your grip hand's supposed oh. to slide right into. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Just like that. Kind of drives me nuts watching movies or even TV shows. 
I can tell which actors have literally just been handed a, a, a blank firearm moments before they're about to shoot because they'll, they'll go up there and they'll just hold a gun like this. Sure. And it just it drives me nuts. So, yep, get really high gear and then just kind of rotate that wrist forward. Um, I, I really like getting the meaty portion of my thumb as close, once again, as close to the moving parts of the gun. And basically most of my grip strength is coming from the support hand. And it's firm. Mm. I mean, Mark, if you don't mind. Yeah. Like it's, Ooh, Pete, you're hurting me. No. But... <laughs> Um, I've heard it called different things, how much grip strength to apply, uh, in the police academy, they actually told me to use enough force to hold a baby bird without actually crushing it. That doesn't seem like enough. No, it's not. I've also heard hand shake grip. Okay. Yes. But that is very subjective to yeah, people. Depends. Yeah. So you, sometimes you go to stick the hand out there, you just get a wet noodle. Right. Yeah. Like the old dead fish. Right. Now, or, if it was or my, the worst now, when somebody just grabs your fingers and they oh, just uh, the, yeah. oh, they the don't choke grip. up on the yeah. on the beaver Here, tail. Let me let me short grip. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, oh. that's exactly you didn't Dude, choke up on the beaver tail. To me, that's like almost like saying F. anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's an you need to add a little more force than you think you need. You know, there is this theory going around that you might be gripping too much, but but honestly, until you're physically shaking, it just yeah. doesn't happen. And so that grip, you say, is coming from this grip hand. So right-handed shooter, you're holding the gun, you're pulling the trigger with your right hand. This left hand would come in. That's the grip hand, so to speak. Yep. And what I'm seeing as well is that your thumbs, so the grip hand thumb and your strong hand thumb are both kind of on the same side of the slide on the left side for a right-handed shooter, and they're both pointed right downrange. Yes. There's a lot of different schools of thought on whether or not you should need your hands, your, your thumbs pointed down or up. It's one of those things that probably doesn't really matter hmm. as much. Just your grip has to be consistent, okay? okay? And it needs to be consistent on your, your hands and fingers need to be in the same spot every time. You need to be able to not just pick up a gun and do that, but be able to draw quickly and get into that position. Sure, right. And, and it also needs to be consistent on I need to be applying the same amount of force as I'm firing the handgun. Because what happens sometimes if people aren't gripping hard enough as they shoot they start gripping the gun harder. Or they start shooting fast. They start gripping the gun harder. And you can even tell the barrel's actually moving. You're introducing force. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're misaligning the sights on that gun just by gripping harder. So it, that, that grip pressure has to be consistent the whole time. Right. Yeah, because they get, they're kind of like, little birdie holding it and then yep. they know that they're about to pull the trigger so all yep. of a sudden they go okay now. it's about to go off and then they quick grip and it goes down and you can actually even see my barrel kind of going low and to the left so mm -hmm. it needs to be consistent there so like when i practice my draw i'm when in dry fire i'm trying to get a fast draw but i'm practicing consistently nailing that grip every time mm -hmm. that's something that's really important Pete, one thing I know that was weird for me the first time that I tried gripping it with this method is with the grip hand, so you have that thumb that remains on, again, we're talking about a right-handed shooter, it remains on the left side of the frame of the Glock uh, in this case, and then the four other fingers, my other digits, they got to wrap around kind of over top of my strong hand. Now, like, I remember I was, I was worried that my index finger was going to start creeping its way into the trigger guard, and I was going to have to get this trigger finger in there and all that stuff, like... Where what do you do with these other four digits? Do they kind of hang out low on your on your strong hand, or they go? It, it doesn't really matter. I mean, just as long as you're consistent every time. I mean, mine mine kind of goes there. You know, it it as long as it's not interfering with this trigger finger mm -hmm. or you're interfering with the controls, it it almost doesn't matter as long as it's consistent. Okay. And you're applying a lot of pressure with your with your grip hand onto your strong hand. I mean, you're you're kind of pressing your strong hand. Into the pistol yep. grip as well. So correct? I would say this would be like a full grip, 
the strong hand would be about a 70% grip. Okay, gotcha. And, gotcha. and I just meld them together. I want this hand relaxed a little little bit because I want to be able to move this finger independently of, of my other hand. If I start doing stuff like this, if I really grip hard and I start pulling this, so these fingers start moving, and that's how we get this happening. It's I mean, it seems kind of count, not counterintuitive, but you'd think like, oh man, the one that's like my, my strong hand, that's the one I really need to grip the pistol, and that almost has like more contact. When, yeah, when you're calling it strong hand. Yeah, right. It feels, yeah. But it's actually, yeah, your support hand Sorry, or your, your grip hand. Your sympathetic response of your index finger, it wants to do the same thing your other ones are doing. So if you're like, ah, you know, and then you're trying to do this like careful right. motion with your index, it's just relax a little bit on this one. It's yeah. it's still fairly firm, but it's it's not as yeah. it's not as strong as the grip hand. I love Pete. He's got this, you know, it's a uh, blue gun pistol. I know, I was going to say. Like, everybody just relax. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic muzzle awareness, even with the blue gun. I was over here pointing it right at Pete earlier. Um, <laughs> But uh, what's this stuff here that you got? This uh, is a pro grip? Yeah, so this is a cheat code. Uh, we use this a lot in competition, but I, I break it out in, in class a lot. You just put it on your hands, and it basically it just dries them out a little bit. Uh, most people look at it kind of weird until they actually pick up. It works really good with plastic guns because if you have sweaty hands, mm -hmm. as soon as you pick up that grip, you're like, oh, I realize right away. Um, it just keeps the gun from sliding around in your hands. Yeah. And can we talk about one thing? Speaking of like guns sliding around your hands and having good grip on a gun, um, let's just address this real fast. So the blue gun here, for example, on the table is a Glock 17. Yes. Blue gun. You know, we're t we're talking about just a full size polymer framed pistol in this case. A lot of people think that a bigger pistol means harder to control, right? I mean, it's kind of a it's it's sort of like a uh, a bit of a misconception because you're like, oh, that gun is big, it must be heavy recoiling or it's got to be harder to control because maybe I have smaller hands like me. And so I need to get a smaller pistol and that way I'll be able to control it better. Oh, I see what right? you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I actually, I recommend people as, as long as their hands are big enough that they can get their finger to the trigger, I actually recommend people start out with a full-size pistol um, because I think it's easier to control. There's less recoil um, and there's just, there's more surface area to grip onto. Mm -hmm. When you start going smaller than this, you go like the new 43s and the 48s, the grips actually get a little narrower. And a guy like me, it's, they're actually a little harder to control because I can't get as much surface area mm -hmm. on that grip. And they're just rowdier. Like yeah. they just get pushed L around little bit snappier. more. Yeah, snappier. A little bit snappier. You know, I think everybody should have different size guns, but I think that first one people should have is that Glock 17. Like I said, as long as their finger can reach that trigger. And you can size these guns, too. I know for myself personally, I have really big hands, so I, I go with the really big backstrap. And once again, it just it gives me more surface area to hold on to. Right. Absolutely. So speaking of, uh, we, we brought up the fact you're one of the edge instructors here. Edge classes and things like that. This is something we go over in, like for example, our intro to pistol class, which is actually a super baller class uh, for you know being called, quote, intro. We do a lot of shooting and... Also, you get provided the pistol and all the ammo and all that stuff on top of it. I'll just so, a little plug for that. But you know, one of the things I think is really cool that I see people doing in in classes that we teach here is that we teach and you mentioned it from the draw. In drills I've done where now you're drawing the pistol, like you can just stand there on the range, pick it up out of a range bag, hold it, and you're like, okay, hold on, let me get this just yeah. right, all that. Mm -hmm. Okay, now it's perfect. Bang, 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 bang. You run out of ammo in that magazine, and you re undo everything and redo it all over again. Having to actually like draw from a holster and all that, it changes everything. All of a sudden, now you're gripping it down too far. You're not actually choking up on it. Your grip hand's all wrong. 
that's that's something worth practicing if you can. Exactly. You know, when, when people first start practicing the draw, it's, it's okay to draw and fire one shot. We want to see how fast you can do it. But really to kind of determine if that grip is solid, you need to do stuff like a build drill. You need to be able to draw and fire six rounds at about seven yards and, and keep them in a, in a decent-sized A zone because that's going to determine. Typically, if you miss that, it's because your draw is a little dorked up. Hmm. So, you know, you start with draw, fire one, and then you start drawing and fire multiple shots, and now that's where that consistency comes in. Like, you have to, you have to practice nailing that grip over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Mm-hmm. Where do you think people mess up with a pistol the most? There's so many people that say, I suck shooting a pistol, and usually it's like only a couple little things you need to tweak. What's the biggest thing? Is it how they're gripping it? Uh, I think that's part of it. Okay. Um, I, the secret to all of it is just it, holding the gun, pulling the trigger without moving the gun. And if, if you have a really solid, consistent grip, it's actually going to make life easier for everything. You can actually have kind of a bad trigger press, but if your grip is really solid, it can almost make up for that. You just gave away the secret. I like it. Now, why is anyone ever going to come here? But I, th- I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think you just gave away a future prod- podcast, 10-Minute Talk, on trigger press. Mm, indeed. But that's a show for another time. It is. I like that. It is. A little foreshadowing there, Jim. Absolutely. Very soon, we're going to have a bunch of cool new edge classes going up online on the website. You just go to the Vortex Optics website, then you go over to Vortex Edge, and they should start populating there fairly soon, if not already. Um, So check those out. You might get to see Pete or one of the other guys. Otherwise, yeah, other topics. We can do other topics like this, too, if you have any requests. Absolutely, absolutely. Pete, thank you for the time. Thank you for the instruction. Thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, proper shooting out there, everybody. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.